0: Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome from the Media Research Center, documenting and exposing media bias and even misinformation since 1987. We had a big day at CPAC on Thursday with our founder and president, Brent Bozell, speaking on media bias with moderator Larry O'Connor, Shia Rashek of Libs of TikTok and Kurt Schlichter, our Free Speech America chief, Dan Schneider, led a panel discussion titled Big Tech. Break 'Em up, bust them up, put them in jail. <laughs> Provocative. You can get more details at Newsbusters. It's been a glorious week for CNN. Now, I don't mean in the ratings department. They are firmly in third place. I mean that the Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit against Fox News has revealed a scandal I think we could call Krakengate. Remember Trump lawyer Sidney Powell promising they were going to release the Kraken, that so-called monster of truth, that millions of votes were stolen from Trump? That just wasn't going to wash. By March of 2021, Miss Sidney admitted in a filing in federal court that Quote, no reasonable person would conclude that her statements were truly statements of fact, unquote. I dare say that in real time, most of us listening to her thought she sounded, um, implausible. So, I mean, this is the problem that Fox News had, that they were putting Sidney Powell on, saying all kinds of crazy business. uh, With not enough pushback, I'm sure. Uh, That would be something we would say, first of all, why are you putting this on when she's saying things that can't be verified? Now, here's how CNN's Oliver Darcy reported it. As he shouted out with glee, yes, uh, he was enjoying himself. In one set of messages revealed in the court filing, Tucker Carlson texted Laura Ingram saying that Trump campaign attorney Sidney Powell was lying and that he had caught her doing so. Ingram responded, "Sydney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Rudy Giuliani. Now, let's point out that Tucker Carlson did call out Sidney Powell on national TV. He, he did that. So to pretend that there wasn't some of that on Fox would be pretending. There's more, though, in this bunch of messages they dug up. In other messages, Sean Hannity said that Giuliani was acting like an insane person And Ingram described him as an idiot. Rupert Murdoch said it was really bad that Giuliani was advising Trump. Now, some of this may have been blowing off steam from all the pressure, I'm sure, that Team Trump was putting on them at that point. The message has also revealed that Murdoch did not believe Trump's election lies and even floated the idea of having Carlson, Hannity, and Ingram appear together in prime time to declare Biden as the rightful winner of the election. This never happened, but Murdoch said it would go a long way to stop the Trump myth that the election stolen. Murdoch also said it was wrong for Tucker Carlson to host Mike Lindell after the election. When asked why he continued to allow the My Pillow CEO to continue appearing on Fox, Murdoch signaled it was a business decision. It is not red or blue; it is green, he said. Now, in real time, we could see this happening that Newsmax was surging and that was a real concern for people in the Fox News business. But conservative media outlets also have to consider that whatever good faith they've built up with people who are not as conservative could just get wiped out when the big liberal media can all unite and show that they have the same regard for the truth that Donald Trump has. Conservative media will not be credible if it doesn't have the courage to stick with what journalism is supposed to be. Do you have a story that will stand up or doesn't it? Is it underbaked, half-baked? Is it a compost heap? It is absolutely defensible to question election results. For a news company to let the Democrats or the Republicans challenge the results in the weeks after an election, that is part of democracy. But the bottom line of elections is if you lose in court, the election is over. You can't riot your way into the presidency or a second term of the presidency. Or you don't really have a democracy. Trump's lawyers couldn't win in any state. So it was over. Now in November or December, you can be a news channel and put on Trump lawyers or Democrat lawyers and hash it out. I'm sure the Hillary Clinton's people would have you know, wanted to hash out the idea that Trump stole the election with the help of the Russians. But we should all want to question wild claims of voting machines somehow stealing million of millions of votes from Trump or anyone else. We want to root for Fox News. We root for the conservative media. The liberal media in this country needs balancing. One of the things that's most important about it is the way that the other news media want to say X will not be a story. None of us are going to talk about it. When Fox talks about it, that's for your crazy uncle at the Thanksgiving date table. This is the game that is played. We now have a Democrat president in power, and we have a media that doesn't want to hold him accountable. They want to skip things that are uncomfortable. So when Fox News reports it, well, they want to discredit that right out of the box. Well, CNN was doing this stuff on the air, too. CNN in the morning had uh, on Jonah Goldberg, who took many dollars from Fox News as a contributor and now takes dollars from CNN. He pointed out that every for-profit news outlet is about making a profit, so they have to seek an audience. Losing audience is a tremendous concern. But what Fox's entertaining of the Kraken does is it panders to an audience... To the point where the pandering is way more important than getting the facts right. Now we can all mock CNN and MSNBC for not having half of Fox's audience. But in the end, the size of the audience doesn't measure the reliability of its information. Jonah Goldberg suggested Fox made a mega monster that it then couldn't disappoint. And that is the real PR problem for Fox in that time period. Letting a powerful person dictate to you what he thinks the facts should be, that sounds like state-run TV. That sounds like propaganda. That's the kind of thing we should be suspicious of, whether you're a conservative or a liberal, where you're following conservative media or liberal media. But for many of us, the worst part here. Is how this set of texts and, and emails enables Oliver Darcy and Company to mount their high horses and suggest that Fox has never, ever been a news channel. CNN, next to Jonah Goldberg, put on screechy liberal David Zerowick, who said this whole Fox News Channel thing has been fraudulent since it was founded in 1996. And then comes this puke tastic part. About how in so-called mainstream journalism, they only provide information for the citizenry and let them make good choices. This is not really a definition of what they're doing on CNN, but listen to this. But if you look across the history of Fox, and this is interesting because people talk about losing, uh, will, will it ever be known as a news channel again? Has it lost its right to be called a news channel? Fox never was a news channel. It was founded in 1996 by a media political operative, Roger Ailes, as a political uh, uh, operation, not a journalistic operation. In journalism, uh, mainstream journalism, we think of our role as providing citizens with information so that they can make good choices about their life, so that they can be free and self-governing. That's the public service aspect. Of of what we do. Now, the notion that CNN and MSNBC and the rest of them are some kind of nonpartisan, mainstream provider of objective information is just the worst kind of spin. CNN was all about election denial for years in suggesting that Donald Trump's election could be denied because it was a Russian plot. The quality of their information was not high. In 2018, our Bill D'Agostino had fun with this headline, Yellow Journalism Colon, CNN Spouts Off About P-Tapes 77 Times in 5 Days. If you don't remember, this is the whole supposed revelation in the Christopher Steele dossier that Donald Trump had sex workers urinate on a bed That uh, Barack Obama slept in or something? I mean, this whole thing sounded stupid from the get-go. Why is CNN talking about this when the only person that you would expect to be impressed with this was Tom Arnold, the failed comedian? I mean, CNN and MSNBC celebrated Michael Avenatti for hundreds of minutes. Brian Stelter boosted him as presidential timber. They touted the Steele dossier, always saying, oh, hang on, it's still going to be credible. It has not been disproven yet. We're going to believe it's true until somebody tells us it's not. Well, now everyone should know, Christopher Steele's information was just as reliable as Sidney Powell's information. It was garbage. Now, you have to get a kick out of Zurich saying, Fox was never credible because it was founded by Roger Ailes, who was a media advisor to Republicans like George H.W. Bush. Obviously, yes, Fox News Channel was founded, in a sense, on the business proposition of let's be an alternative to the liberal media. Let's not sound exactly like CNN. Let's try to have a, a news channel where the Republicans don't have two horns and a tail. That, I guess, was propaganda from the get-go. Because what you're supposed to do in media land is you have to sound exactly like the liberals or you're not plausible. But Zerwick is saying all these things about how you can't have a campaign operative run your news division. He was saying this on the, at the time Fox News was founded. CNN at that time had a president named Thomas Johnson. Who was a White House aide to President Lyndon Baines Johnson. No relation. And then Johnson continued to work for Johnson after he left the White House. So the idea that you can't have a political operative running a news channel or starring on a news channel, it's kind of funny. Coming from CNN, CNN had Chris Cuomo for years, hosted a show, went into prime time until that conflict of interest blew up in their face. CNN happily put on Laura Jarrett. The non-journalist daughter of Obama Chief of Staff Valerie Jarrett. We could go on and on. Jake Tapper was, as a young man, an aide to a Democrat member of Congress. Marjorie Margolis-Mesvinsky, who herself was a reporter for the local D.C. station, the NBC station. So, I mean, if if having a political background is discrediting, why is Jake Tapper still on CNN? Now, that's kind of silly because the fact of the matter is you could be, oh, I was, you know, I worked for a politician for a year. Guess what? I worked for a Republican member of Congress for nine months. I don't think that disqualifies me from being able to be a journalist and be somewhat objective. We've had examples of that. I thought sometimes Jeff Greenfield, when he was on ABC, PBS, CNN, Jeff Greenfield could be a pretty fair guy despite the fact he worked for Robert F. Kennedy. Now, Zurich also knows ABC's chief political news guy is George Stephanopoulos, who was a Clinton press secretary, who was in charge of bimbo eruptions, shooting down women who'd had sex with Clinton. But he's supposed to be, oh, this is the mainstream objective journalists, you know. We don't have any political connections, No. For many years, NBC's chief political news guy was Tim Russert, aide to Governor Mario Cuomo. NPR's president from 1977 to 1983 was Frank Mankiewicz, who was RFK's press secretary when he was killed in 1968. Then he was George McGovern's campaign manager in 1972. We can go on and on and on with this. Brent Baker kept a list of this dramatic revolving door between the liberal media and the so-called mainstream media. The idea that Roger Ailes is somehow uniquely disqualifying in working at a news channel is, in a word, nuts. Now, for us at Newsbusters, it's most distressing when Oliver Darcy touts the bulwark, trashing the conservative media critics. He wrote in his little newsletter, Mona Charon has an excellent piece on how conservative criticism about the press gave birth to a propaganda machine. Charon, quote, the channel that debuted with the tagline Fair and Balanced has become completely untethered to any standard of integrity. Its own bias bears no comparison to that of the mainstream media. At least she put mainstream media in quotes. But come on. She knows better. Mona Charon used to come repeatedly to the MRC to help her construct several books about media bias. She knows how the liberal media performed. So to sit here now and say Fox is so, so much worse than the places I show up now? So perhaps when there's a conservative propaganda machine in this equation, Mona Charon should be whipping herself for this into a frenzy. Now, you can be an anti Trump conservative, but what we too often see is Trump somehow turning conservatives into liberals, now suggesting that the media bias monitors caused Trump. This is just a classic liberal shtick. I hated it when Politico's Tim Alberta threw it at us years ago in an interview, came into the building, we shut the door. Oh, this is kind of off the record. Oh, is it? Well, this whole idea that somehow Newsbusters or Brent Bozell created the Trump monster. I hated it then and I hate it now. It's not true. And what you're basically saying with that whole argument is, well, obviously you people should have never criticized the liberal media in the first place. Now, Mona Charen concluded with this. For decades, conservatives longed to get the whole story into the national news. But by demanding agreeable fiction instead of accepting complex fact, they have embarrassed themselves and undermined the case still relevant for fair and balanced coverage. Here's another clip. I'm going to post that on the bulletin board. Because we as conservatives should never demand agreeable fiction. I don't accept that that's what I've been doing or what we've been doing or what most of you have been doing. None of us should be comfortable being accused of being for agreeable fiction. You can't govern a country on phantoms and hallucinations. We need some solid facts and evidence and reasoning And we believe that conservatism works best and we make that case based on facts and evidence and reasoning. There is so much good journalism being done by conservative journalists. You cannot slime it all as some kind of agreeable fiction that's spit out for conservatives who hate the truth. As CNN and the others try to avoid covering the bad things happening under Biden, we cannot let them suggest, oh, don't listen to any stories the conservatives want to tell That we refuse to tell. That is not workable. And that's not the way democracy should work. They would have more of a high horse to ride on. If they weren't skipping and avoiding and averting. Stories that make the Biden administration look bad. And we can do this over and over again. The Senate Judiciary Committee has a hearing with Attorney General Merrick Garland. This is the first time he sat down with them in two years. He was grilled. Ted Cruz grilled him. Josh Hawley grilled him. Mike Lee grilled him. Marsha Blackburn grilled him. ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, NPR didn't have a second on their newscasts. They don't have any time for it. Oh, the New York Times did a story on A-18. They get a star on their forehead for, you know, this is what newspapers have a little bit more pressure to not pretend things didn't exist. But this is what we're looking at where, you know, there's so many stories from the conservative media or that the conservative media were interested in that were in this hearing that they were talking about, the assassination attempt on Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The SWAT team attack on the house of Mark Houck The whole idea of how they haven't wanted to to cover the vandalism and violence against crisis pregnancy centers, churches, pro-life groups. Somehow you send a SWAT team when a guy pushes an escort at an abortion clinic. Shoves him. That's the story. You're supposed to be put in jail for two years for shoving somebody else who he said was abusing his, his kid. Mark Hawk if you've never heard of Mark Houck, that's because you're not listening to the conservative media. And there's many, many people across the United States who are going to get these stories from conservatives who've listened to them on conservative media. We need that conservative media to be credible so that these stories that are real and that have real lasting impact don't get treated like crazy crack and crap. Let's have a high standard of information. Let's demand it as media consumers, and let's try to do it as conservative journalists. Lecture over. All right, so hang in there. Come see what we've got to do. Come to Newsbusters. You rely on us once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for checking in.